The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. I have gr- I have grown and aged in my time away. Oh, you have? I actually really appreciate that. True believers, you heard it here first. While Chuck was away, he's actually kind of grown. And that's why we're here is to talk about how much Chuck has grown on episode 107 of Wait. Did I Roll a Wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol full vlog. It is the last Wait, Did I Roll a Wild before Adepticon 2023. And I am joined by Bigamous Chuckamus and Dr. Dillerson to talk about not only Adepticon, mm-hmm. not only the Adepta Burger, not only Kuma's Corner, probably way too much of the episode, and not only make a bunch of wild, wild speculations about Gwenpool. But we'll also talk about the worthy and uh, probably a bunch of other rad stuff that's going to be happening at Adepticon. But first, guys, welcome. One way that we always like to start this show is by games played and hobby thoughts. I have Mm. hobbied this week or have had other people hobby on my behalf. And I've also played a game this week. But let's start out with Big Chuck. What do you think Dr. D has hobbied this week? Uh, my guess is, uh, uh, probably started an entirely new project and has ignored anything that he needed to get done mm. for Adepticon. Um, maybe cracked open, um, I don't know, a Psylocke. Ooh. So I did get to use Psylocke this past week. I think you were there actually for it. It was, I was. it was pretty dope. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. What, yeah. what, if anything, have you hobbied this past week? What have I hobbied this past week? Or since the last uh, time you were on question. Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Actually, if you could give us everything that you've hobbied since the last time sure. you were on, that would actually Here's be the ideal. Thing. It's the same. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I have hobbied not that much since the last time I was on this show. I got a few things done. I got a, uh, a Human Torch, the original Human Torch done. I got a different Steve Rogers, um, not to be confused with the Roy Rogers at every uh, convenient um truck stop that you can find along the greater east coast area what is it what is a roy rogers you don't know what a roy rogers is you no. the man who drove 16 hours round yeah, trip i was a little distracted no, on way. account of driving uh 16 hours each way by myself with no help right I mean, the roy rogers are everywhere i thought you knew what a roy rogers was no i is that is that not a drink i thought it was like a a, a drink with grenadine in it he sounds like a uh that is a shirley pirate. temple Shirley Temple. Gotcha. Roy Rogers is famously a like uh, burger joint. It's like a fast food burger joint, but they are almost exclusively in like uh, like uh, pull off travel centers along the highways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't go. You don't. They're really more and more like New England, but 
I mean, I don't know if you knew this uh, or not, but I don't stop at places on long car rides. That is true. You sure you sure shooting won't stop at a sheets. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. As yep. someone who lives in New England, I have never heard of this place. A sheets right. or Roy Rogers. Of Roy he Rogers. probably wouldn't have heard of a sheets. It stops I've in never Pennsylvania. Heard of that either. Okay, well, Pennsylvania. Nobody lives there. That's actually you confirmed. That, that's, they, yeah, that's actually my understanding. Yep. Yeah. And the people who do aren't human or real, so um, they don't count. Uh, shout out to my ex. Shout out to um, Ravensguard. I've never met Ravensguard truly in real life. One time he said hello to me and it made me so uncomfortable that I uh, just uh, pretend like it didn't happen. So until further notice, much like uh, your other shows here at the Professional Casual Network, uh, mm-hmm. Rundown Reviews over at the uh, 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 Comic Book Rundown. Yep. That I uh, uh, special guest on. If I say something and nobody proves me wrong, it's canon. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I painted a, a Steve Rogers up and a human torch up and I painted one Sentinel um, and I painted Agent Venom. Since the last time I've been on this show. I mean that's actually a considerable portion. How much of the stuff that had you that you used on stream on Monday was stuff that you had kind of recently done? I know Agent Venom was just Agent Venom. Just Agent Venom. Yeah. Everybody else. I've had I've had Miles done for over a year and I've had Venom done f- yeah. And then Carnage, I think I finished up right before Adepticon last year. Whenever he came out, I pumped him right out. So you love Gross. to see it, Chuck. Uh, Dr. D, how about yourself? What have you been working on recently? Do you have any updates, by the way, on your worthy entry? What do I think I've been hobbying on? Um, So uh, (laughs) I finished Ulick. I don't know if I had finished him last time I was on here, but I finished Ulick. Yeah, don't even get me started on Ulick. My opinion of him is interesting. And then I finished Emma that I brought to the event that Brian ran in Gary, New Hampshire, and that one wasn't for me. So that one I had actually painted for Jesse for Fury's Finest. Uh, I did finish him or her, uh, hers, because there's two of them, uh, and they're sent over there. I didn't actually post pictures of that completed one, but let's just say doing a non-metal metallic Hellfire Club symbol for the base took way longer than I was going to, but here we are. It was great. Let me tell you, I loved every second of it. Uh, And then I'm just working on my worthy thing. like, you know, I'm, I don't you say I'm kind of like reserved if you're in the know, like I've probably already showed you just to like get some feedback and type stuff. I signed an NDA for that, so I never said it. You sure did. And uh, let's just say I'm probably about halfway done. OK, she's coming. She's coming along pretty well. I'm actually going to try something I've never done on a model project before on her. So when I was told that I should do it, I was like, perfect. A model that I'm bringing to a major competition. Let me do stuff I've never done before. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. That's mm-hmm. that's how you that's how you win. I'm winning, Dad. You that, see me? <laughs> that's been that's been my experience. Um, just to remind people of what you are kind of shooting for, though, uh, especially if they're going to be checking out the worthy, which they will be able to do right here on this Twitch next Saturday, not this upcoming Saturday, because Adepticon wouldn't have started yet. But next week, while we're streaming Adepticon all week, we will be covering the Worthy live as well. But he's doing this incredible Emma. Um, and I think borrowing heavily, not borrowing heavily, but stealing a bunch of parts, right? I think last week you talked about kind of the base that you were using for the model and the head and the cape and stuff. And 
all AMG parts, which is super dope. But yep, she is excited. in fact a, a Franken monster of different kits. I think right now, all all said and done, she has three different kits, not including the stuff that I've put on the base. So there's actually like GW flight stands and stuff like that, and there's going to be all the different kinds of materials and. There's actual, and I kid you not, when people see it, they're going to recognize this if you're in the know. Uh, New England beach sand. Oh, like real legitimate AMG branded New England, <laughs> New England beach sand? New England beach sand, yeah. Came straight out of the, the little package that they only sell at cons. And you have to and you have to ask for it, but you got to ask for it in a certain way. So if you, you know, if you ask they're, and they play dumb, it's because you didn't ask, right? So you make mm. sure you heckle them nonstop mm. the entire con. Be like, hey, can I get some of the New England beach sand? They'll be like, dude, we don't know what you're talking about. They do. They do. Yeah. You, you heckle them. You, you got to come back yeah. around and ask again when no one else is in line. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then they're going to open up like a little thing on the floor, like a big one of those big, like wooden hatches. <laughs> yeah. Let you come down <laughs> with the, yeah, <laughs> down with the, with the, the tiger trap. Sand room. Correct. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's happy birthday weekend, by the way. Uh, Scarlet Widow. Um, that's care. That's care. I, I know it is, but I okay. never know if people want me to use their real names or not. If they're in Twitch oh, chat. Do. So, okay. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Anyway. Anywho. Did you play any games this past week? I sure did. I went to uh, Derry, New Hampshire, and I played in Brian's event and uh, I learned a lot about myself and what I want to do with my life. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> um, so I went there and the competition was real fierce. Uh, I brought my convocation list. Uh, I'll give you the quick rundown of it. But um, I have learned from experiences, and I can say that I don't think I am cut out for competitive MCP anymore. Uh, mm. It was interesting. It was a well-run event, as always. I did stick around for all five events, or for all five days. Uh, I think I think I'm probably going to just stick with professional casual playing. Just probably play locally and go to Bearded Dragon events and all that stuff. Probably go to major cons and all that stuff. And maybe I'll play in the little fringe events, but I don't think I can do invitationals anymore because uh, anybody that saw me in person might have noticed that my mood wasn't so cheery. And I hate to admit that, especially on a uh, this is this is a worldwide broadcast. So uh, <laughs> I want everybody it is definitely international. I'm sure somebody in like Bosnia is listening to this. That's, that's, Actually, that's, we, we've we've been able to kind of keep um, a lot of the Elite Eight Showdown uh, listener base. That's so, true. Southeast Asia, Australia. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> huge in Australia. I know at least half the population of Australia listens to mm -hmm. Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah, I think both of them are here, actually. Yeah, so that's true. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was a it was an event. I left. I did learn a lot. I think. Um, I think I'm going to write an article on it because it's definitely an interesting, yeah, uh, look on, I want to say goal setting, uh, mm. which is actually a pretty good, like thing I can bring up is Alyssa wrote a wonderful article about, uh, essentially like overcoming anxiety and stuff like that. So I think there's definitely a place for writing those kinds of articles about like health based stuff. I've written, I've written some stuff in the past that everybody tended to like, so I'll probably Port some more of that stuff into the professional casual stuff. Maybe we, maybe I'm having a stroke. Please help me. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna help. Uh, I don't know. Bring 
some mindfulness to this, the more meta stuff going on in the background of like some of the health aspects of playing model gaming and all that. Yeah. Uh, well, and but, I think, yeah, I think that's really important too, just kind of in general, uh, especially seeing kind of your viewpoint and, and Alyssa's where she was getting more competitive and you don't necessarily want to be in some of the, the higher end competitive stuff anymore. And I think MCP very specifically is a game that really not only accepts, but really excels at kind of both ends of that. For a game that's pretty accessible, has, you know, kind of uh, obtainable characters, some might say, and has really a lot of like organized play kits uh, that are an absolute blast. One of my and, favorite- I, and that's I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's yeah. exactly one of the best parts, I think, of what I've learned about MCP is that. It's not that playing competitively is bad. It's not. Correct. It's really, really not. But. What I have learned, and I've played a lot of different model games, and I'm pointing this thing I have in my hand at the camera so that this makes really good radio. Um, And I think that if you want to play competitive with MCP, or in any game, really, you have to play by certain, like, you have to do very specific things in order to maintain that competitive nature of it. Mm -hmm. And I have learned that MCP is not the game that I'm willing to bend what i think is fun in order to follow those rules which doesn't make the game bad it just means that the the way to stay competitive in this game means that it might just be a different kind of person that enjoys different parts of the hobby Hmm. when it comes to playing the game like i don't really like big boy metas so i don't really want to use hulk i am definitely in the minority (laughs) i can tell you very legitimately i'm the same way i like to go wide as possible as often as i can unless i I have hulk buster and then it's hulk buster and five twos so yeah yeah absolutely and i think and i and i seriously think this now that emma is in this game i really think that army construction has opened up to a certain point where i think that i don't know i'm gonna try and word this diplomatically I think that certain characters are going to go a little extra bonkers. Mm. So like Ulick is a good example of this. So what I'm thinking is that I'm glad. So a- Annie Duke is a, she's a famous like poker player. She wrote, she just wrote a book about on how to quit. Um, welcome to the uh, talking about stuff that has nothing to do with <laughs> playing uh, <laughs> model games. Um, thanks for coming, Chuck. And um, so like she wrote a book about how to like quit and like know where it's, you know, like you have to like make certain like goals on like this is when I need to stop doing what I'm doing because it's really hard to like quit constructively if you're like I always use the with my patients. I always say, hey, when you're in the pickle jar, you can't read the label because it's on the other side. That's and true. You, you can't escape. Now, some prescription bottles and over the counter drug uh, bottles, you can, though, because they have that reversible thing where the directions are actually on the inside of the label. Just in case you get trapped inside the the uh, the pick the <laughs> inside Correct. your pill bottle, yeah, uh, that's smart, man. Uh, MDs, man, they're so clever. Speaking of, not a sponsor, but Smart Water includes a fish on the inside of the label that you can't see from the outside normally as well. Wow! So just, I mean, obviously people are here to learn things, and one of the things that I hope we learn about, especially next week, is, and this is just listen. This is this is once again, this is not a sponsor. This is not a pitch. Last year uh, at Adepticon, Chuck Taylor and I got to experience Kuma's Corner, which is like a heavy metal um, horror movie or like action movie, 80s movie, bar, uh, burger place. And it's insanely good. And while we were talking to the server, he was like, well, 
every year during Adepticon, we get slammed by a bunch of war gamers and we always forget about it and we're never prepared. But next year we're going to do better. And then we told them exactly what they should do. And it was called Mountain Dew Aeoli. Only one of those things is a lie that I've said so far. But there is now an official (laughs) Adepticon burger at Kuma's Corner. So if you're heading to Adepticon this year, go to Kuma's Corner. You'll get 10% off your, uh, I believe, your entire bill by having an Adepticon badge or a bracelet. And this burger looks dope as heck. To just kind of go through, and uh, Chuck, I'm actually really, really, really uh, interested in your your take on this. My professional opinion? Your professional opinion. Sure, 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 sure. Let me see if I can find that that article again, where it went over what was in this this absolute. Oh, I got it. Would you like me to pull it? Uh, Oh, I would love it if you did. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but there's a 10 ounce Kuma's patty, which is a fine mix 80 20 mm-hmm. of some grade aid all-american prime beef baby ground up we got fried pickles we got code red chicken tender we got house-made pickled jalapeno nacho cheese sauce we got spicy nacho cheese doritos served with a side of mountain dew aioli now here's the thing uh tim i know you yeah i it's somewhat okay like I wouldn't, We've I met. would argue contractually. I know you pretty well. Okay. okay. Um, I don't see you surviving this. No, no. However, I think you might want to taste the aioli and then you might just want to go ahead and push it off to somebody else. <laughs> so, you know, I, I thought about that. Here's the thing. You get prizes. If you yeah. order the Adepticon burger, you do, um, you get some Kuma's corners dice. And like I really want the dice. Dope dice. So I'm probably going to struggle through it. It is too big. The, the, main, the, the main attraction to it for me is that Mountain Dew aioli. Um, and I, I mean, hate it served on the side. It, so that's why I'm kind of like, I could still do this. Yeah. And How do you do a cheese sauce? I actually love cheese sauce. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Because what here's the thing. Yeah, very, very, very honestly, super hard, actual pitch to everybody there. Why you shouldn't go to Kuma's Corner, because Tim actually wants to be able to get a table. Yeah, I I would not Uh, like to hear two hour white at all. Yes, this this, uh, this trip. (laughs) Forgot about that. Um, Here's the here's the thing. I I've eaten at a lot of places in my life. My job, I literally am a catering chef and I teach. Uh, uh, an intro to foods class at the college that I work at. And I am asked on a regular basis, what is the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my entire life? And I am not joking. Last year, the Kuma's Corner burger that I got was the greatest thing I'd ever eaten in my entire life. Yeah, same. This place, the vibe is dope as hell. Like, it's just like, it's just like this rad metal bar where they have just these ridiculous, uh, burgers the mac and cheese was like out of this world too mm-hmm. like i was really impressed with the mac and cheese um you know the drinks uh, i'm not a drinker but i know you were like all hyped on like all the like crazy drinks that they had and stuff yeah. there like and that's the thing is like they have like an adepticon burger they have like a drink of the month they have they just have like a lot of really rad stuff so definitely go check it out order the burger get yourself some dope dice and then send them to me if you don't want them 
because I can't go this year. Uh, there was a handful of people that got to go last year. I know Nate got to go, and I, I want to say one absolute did as well. Um, I think a few of us tried a burger called the Sour Vein, which is a deep fried blackened chicken tender, applewood smoked bacon, cheddar cheese, Belgian waffle strips, maple syrup mm-hmm. drizzle, and raspberry aioli. Yeah. They somehow baked a waffle around the chicken tender. I get yeah. It's not that the bun is a waffle. It's not. It no. is very different and it's incredibly special. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. I believe I had the mega def, if I'm not mistaken, was the thing I had ordered. I've been trying to rack my brain of what it was that I actually got because there was like six things that I, I wanted to order. Yeah, for real. Yep. At one point we were like, do we just order the whole menu for the table and like us three just eat everything? But you said, quote, um, no. I said our mini fridge in the hotel room is already stuffed with the other food that I couldn't finish. We simply don't that's, have room for it, nor access to a true. microwave. You were like, you, I believe your exact words were, I'm not sure I'm not ordering anything that I can't put creatine in. And I was like, well, <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. creatine did kind of fuel our Depicon yeah. experience last year. Yeah. And this year will be no different. Um, that's good. Proud of you. So reppsports.com use that code professionalcasual.com if you want some protein some creatine uh maybe some energy drinks which also went a long way into keeping us awake especially for the team event day which will be on yep. the same day this year on, on Friday night and to just kind of run through that quick as far as the things that we will be uh contributing to or being a part of at Adepticon mm-hmm. next week Wednesday I will be hosting the Marvel trivia event that's Wednesday night at 10 o'clock I doubt that'll be streamed, but maybe it could be. I don't know. Um, There are still tickets available for that as well. So if you were going to be going out the day uh, before kind of a lot of the the major events start um, Wednesday night, 10 p.m. for Marvel trivia. Thursday is going to be the what if event. If you're unfamiliar, this is a format with a huge draft, 16 players where you draft leaders and that leader is your affiliation for the entire event. Everyone counts as part of that affiliation. If you get Black Panther, you say, this is my leader. I've drafted him in this fantasy football style snake draft. You can use Wakanda. Everyone's Wakanda now. You can use uh, Rocket and Groot and be using Wakanda forever and Deadly Duo. You can do a bunch of just zany, zany stuff and it's super rad. Friday is the team tournament, two on two all day long. That'll be like a 12 hour event. That's going to be rad as hell that all of these will be starting at 8 30 to 9 central time uh wednesday or th- sorry thursday friday saturday sunday saturday is going to be day one of the challenger event this will be the big two-day uh competitive event that will follow up into sunday with uh the finals and the cuts happening in that as well as well as the affiliation event and another what if draft so if you're there and you do good on uh or, and you things don't work out your way on Saturday. That what if event happening Sunday as well is going to be awesome. I believe there's also a three box challenge at some point throughout the weekend as well, but it's going to be a ton of great stuff every day, eight 30 to nine um, AM central time. We will be live right here streaming all of the glory that is Adepticon, including covering the worthy. Now this is something I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, they teased what the trophy is going to be for this and this thing looks so rad yeah they're pretty sick 
like I, this my understanding is this is pretty sizable too so i know the picture may not do it justice on stream but this is a hefty 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 trophy mm -hmm. of uh of odin himself sitting on his throne it looks so incredible uh, we're going to be talking to Dallas a little bit about the Worthy and how that competition has kind of formed and has has developed over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm very, very, very excited for that. Dylan is going to be putting in an entry for it. I believe there's a bunch of people from around the the network or in our Discord that are going to be contributing and uh, putting up um, not applications, but uh, uh, models, models for this entries. event. Yeah, entries. There we go. Uh, now, Doctor D has been also been writing um, a series. Or you're you're writing a blog, right, on kind of the development of your worthy entry? Uh, did we not I will ever, be. Or did we not ever actually talk about that? Uh, I think I had mentioned it. I am working on it. I take pictures as I go through it. I I note, note that when I was started painting the face, I got so in the zone, I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to take pictures. So some of it, it's not going to be like a painting guide. It's probably going to be a like, hey, here's my thought process behind what I did with these certain things, as opposed to like one of the usual painting without fear articles. So don't expect a step-by-step -step guide, but if I get enough feedback where they're just like, Hey, how did you paint Emma's skin on the thing or whatever? I'll make a separate like tutorial with that on like another model or something. So I'm very open to doing stuff that you might see, but I'm not going to go quite in as depth as I usually do. What, one question that I actually have for both of you. Um, so, no. okay. So I guess moving on back to the Adepticon burger, um, I think it'll <laughs> be, said. I think it'll be pretty good. Um, I want to answer your question. So one thing uh, that I have noticed is a lot of people struggle with, with eyes. And I was curious kind of how you both attack the approach on painting eyes, whether you don't paint them, whether you use a pen. Granted, if, uh, if you've read any of Dr. D's articles, you know probably exactly how he does it. Um, but I, I'm curious if you guys could extrapolate on that a little bit and give us some of your, your technique. I'm going to go first, Chuck. Yeah, I don't paint eyes. Um, pretty much if, as long as, it, unless it's like a large monster where it's cartoonishly big-eyed, where like there's no avoiding it, um, it's usually just dots and and then uh, um, line with a half like a like a half moon for the for the eye for the uh, pupil is about all I do. And even then, probably not all that much. Like I'll go down and then I'll come like up around from the bottom. Um, but otherwise, most eyes can't be seen anyway. Like the whole concept of shoot them till you see the whites. You can't shoot them till you see the whites of their eyes. Uh, it is a very much a true concept for um, um, painting as well at like at a table and stuff like that. There's no you can't see them. So just flood. I just flood them with uh, usually some type of wash, whether it's skin wash or um, a slightly darker like a like an auburn um, or bur umber washer or a black wash or something and just flood it the socket because you don't need it. And then just highlight around the eye is usually what I do. Okay. I also I don't pay eyebrows because eyebrows are stupid. <laughs> I will also note that the new Monument Hobby Flesh Wash is so good for that kind of stuff. I'd used it. Uh, I picked it up at LVO uh -huh. and I've used it like sporadically since I got back. And every single time I use it, I'm like, gosh darn it, real good. I've for a very long time been on Monuments, uh, the Monument Train. I love their Miracle Juice. It's probably some of my favorite medium ever. And I pretty much only almost exclusively paint, paint with Pro, Pro Acryl at this point. So they got some of the best um, metallics in the game without question. So I also their dark light or their dark 
gray blue is like one of my favorite colors ever. I don't know what it is about that. I just use it as a base for all my black. So it's pretty good. I absolutely, I'm a big fan of it myself. Uh, okay. So for me, I did write an article on it. It's in how to paint fair skin without fear, I think is the one that it's in. But uh, to give a quick synopsis of it, what I do is so Chuck, I think does have a few really good points for models at this scale. I think it, when you're at the 28 to, I think MCP is 32 or 36 or something like that, whatever the scale of MCP is. Um, you don't have to get real picky on it. You could probably do what Chuck does and probably most people probably would notice, but if you're looking to like up the game a little bit or just try something you're not comfortable with, what I would do is when you're in the middle of painting the skin, so you want the skin on the palette so that when you go, give yourself a big boo-boo, you can go in and fix it uh, and by just putting some flesh tone on where you might have some spillover. But what I do, so when you look at the eye, I'm going to get, I'm going to make this too technical by accident, but when you look at the eye, the surrounding area of the eye is just going to be black. So you just dot in some black with a nice sharp brush you let it dry. You have to make sure it's dry or else this next part is going to be really hard um, is you use a ivory type color. I've been pretty partial to either GW's skeletal horde or whatever it's called or uh, pro acryls ivory. I'm a big fan of that one, too. That's going to make the white of the eye. And then what I do is I take a micro pen, a zero zero five, and then I just dot in an eye. Because the actual, like, I get, you know, the circumference, whatever the rate, the circumference, I'm sorry, the full diameter of like the size of the pen is like almost perfect for the entire eye. Because when you look at human eyes, it very rarely, unless they're like tweaking, is just a random dot in the middle of like a big white eyeball. Most of the time, the eyelids come down enough to where it's, uh, you don't see the very, very top of the eye or the very, very bottom part of the eye. It's essentially just like caught between the two. So you don't want like a stark dot and a pure white eyeball unless you're trying to paint some kind of psychopath <laughs> who's just like looking into a different realm because it's not going to look right. You're going to get some like uncanny valley thing going on. So uh, the secret to painting good eyes is just making sure the black is clean. Make sure the white part is fairly clean and the pen makes it so easy. And actually, funnily enough, the pen also makes the eyebrows easy because you can just kind of like stipple dot an eyebrow on top of the like brow line. Uh, mm. That's what I usually do. And you usually get some pretty great, great results. You'll probably mess up a couple times, but you know, that's everything. You just a couple practice runs and you'll be fine. Now, two characters that don't really have eyes uh, that you won't need to really kind of do anything for because they're going to on small bases or they're wearing, you know, a, a mask is Gwenpool and Squirrel Girl. First Squirrel Girl, because you probably shouldn't assemble her or paint her in any way, shape, or form and never feel her. But Gwenpool has a nice mask that actually is pretty easy to paint in. So last week, we kind of got the the spoiler a little bit, right, for um, Squirrel Girl with that silhouette. The following day, we got a close-up of Jeff, the land shark, who will be on Gwenpool's base. Now, just in general... I don't think he, certainly I wasn't. I was expecting probably some more mutants um, or some more spider people or something like that coming out. Kind how, of, whoa, 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 how dare you? What? Squirrel Girl is a mutant. Mm, she's a Great Lakes Avenger. I don't think they accept mutants. What? Yeah, I don't right. think. Oh, I, don't I guess think, I never thought of it like that. I think none of them are mutants. Actually, all of them are mutants, aren't they? No, no. Some of them are science experiments. Like Steve is a 
He's more of like, if you've played City of Heroes, he has a science base uh, archetype or whatever the upgrade system in that game used. I forgot what it was. I forgot, I forgot what it was. <laughs> Actually, I, I remember, yeah, it was Mutant Tech. Mutant Tech, Natural, Science, and Mystic. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, I don't really know where to go with these. I mean... I, I, I wasn't I wasn't may expecting I, these. You, you may. If there's one thing I love, it's wild speculation. Yeah, that's true. Everyone says. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It's it's the whole. First off, the only reason why I've come back to MCP at all is because the the reveal of Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if you remember, but about I don't know year two years ago when we started this show, I had on my wish list uh, Squirrel Girl, and you were so unbelievably offended that you then kicked me <laughs> off my own show. That's true. Um, That's true. I wouldn't allow me to ever come back until this moment. Um, and you said, I'll only let you come back if we also get Gwenpool. And I said to myself, why is it that you like Gwenpool so much, a knowingly joke character, but you don't respect Squirrel Girl? I almost pulled in a late issue now. But the point <laughs> being... Uh, I'm hyped for for Squirrel Girl, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of glad we didn't get Grunt Squirrels. Yeah, well, and I guess we, I, I suppose we know for a fact because we've seen the back of the box. Which, by the way, the back of the box for this over on Asmodee's site uh, is <laughs> so very good. good. Is very good. Yes, it's very well. I, I love Gwenpool because what I used to really like about Deadpool before they started making like literally 14,000 Deadpool comics um, was the fourth wall breaking. Right. But there was still some serious tone to the character as well. Gwenpool. I really like the fourth wall breaking in that it's from the outside in instead of from the inside out. She is not a comic book character. She's from the real world and she has been put into the comic book universe. And that's where she gets all of her meta information from. I think that's dope. And we've seen right. the fourth break wall thing a whole bunch of times. And I, I, I like things that are against type. And after seeing a whole bunch of fourth wall breaks, I think that's a really interesting way to do it. And I really like it. Also, she is, in you, fact, not a Gwen clone. She is not Gwen from another universe. That's a lot of people think she is, but she is not. Correct. I, and I did for a right. while, too, when I first heard about her. I was just like, oh, it's Gwen Stacy, but Deadpool. Dope. I can get behind that. And then I read into the character a little bit and really liked it quite a bit. I think what I love the most about about the payoff of all this is we always assumed the missile that Deadpool was jumping off of was Bob's. Psych. Mm-hmm. It was Gwenpool's. Oh, my time. goodness. You're right. You heard yes. it here first. That's oh, canon. No, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the long the long con of AMG finally got us. Gosh. Wow. So good job, John AMG. By the way, that's one of my favorite bits currently. Uh, if you've seen <laughs> Dr. D at any events or whatever, the uh, John Hydra and John X-Man. And yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it, it's real good. Um, now, we speculated a little bit last week that we thought uh, Squirrel Girl would probably be a seventh threat. Obviously, she has taken down threats that are significantly lower than that mm-hmm. uh, with with no difficulty whatsoever. Where do we put Gwenpool and her. Insider information. I think it's going to manifest as some kind of turn manipulation is Mm. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking some kind of either a priority steal of some kind, or maybe it makes it so that you have to activate a certain character at a certain time 
either yours or the other person's like, oh, hey, yeah, you have to activate Hulk last or whatever. Um, as an example, or I'm thinking that she's going to have some kind of like, like objective drops have been kind of popping up more and more. Yeah. She'll probably, she, I was thinking she might have one of those, but the box does state there are three cards in the box. Hoping one of them is not a reprint because we need another uh, brace, brace for impact. impact. Yep, 100%. Yep, absolutely. And so the, each of the, each of the characters will at least get one card. Right. Uh, so I think she's going to be like a weird, like, again, uh, I know MOBA terms come up a lot. I think she's going to be some kind of support character. Yeah. I would, I think the world would like her to be a two, but Jeff is on the base. Anchor. So she is most assuredly going to be at least a seven. So I, I think three is probably going to be where she ends up. I would love to see a number two, uh, an, another two, just because I love twos and I want to use as many as possible. Um, I, and this is something I forget what character we were talking about. Maybe it was Karnak or something along those lines. Probably like literally years ago on this very show. I think we'll finally see that ability where because she has that outsider information or insider information, some might say, where she can target with an attack regardless of the enemy's defense is their weakest defense or vice versa to have them always attacking her best defense. Something mm -hmm. along those lines where you can kind of Manipulate things a little bit because you've read the comic and you know that, you know, Venom is weak to fire and sound. That's actually that's actually pretty insightful. I, I thought so. I do really like Gwenpool. Honestly, that tiny little bit of Squirrel Girl hate I let out earlier is probably all we'll get because she's bundled with one of my favorite characters. So I'm all about it. I do think she will have some kind of quake rocket jump, though. I really like a size two place that's a rocket. <laughs> and does, yeah, and sure. does damage to everyone on landing or something along those lines. Oh, that'd be pretty good. A, a, a range two place where you have to roll a handful of dice. On a skull, you do a damage to yourself. On a wild, you do damage to every enemy around you. Or both. Probably three power. Yeah. Yep. I'd put it right there. <laughs> All right. You want the wildest speculation I'm going to give you? I do. <laughs> Okay, so one thing, she's going to be a three threat. She's going to almost be like Bob, but a little bit better defenses. Ooh. Now, she's going to have an ability. Nah, she's going to have it. Yeah, she's going to have an ability that essentially gives her drop off. That <laughs> she gets to hear me out. She gets drop off. But you have to roll five dice, and for every wild or skull that you roll, Gwen and the person she uh, moves with takes a damage. So like the rocket, like the rocket bounce essentially mm -hmm. because she notoriously will give everybody a ride, right? Like that's, that's like her whole thing is that she's on a Vespa with like a million people holding on to her. This is where it gets spicy for me. This is where my wildest speculation comes from. Yeah. There's one mechanic that I believe I have not seen in the game yet, but I could be wrong. And that is actively canceling other people's tactics cards. I think that she'll have a tactics card because she's so good at breaking the fourth wall that when your opponent goes to pay for the uh, power to play a card, if she pays double the power, they cannot play the tactics card and they lose the energy on it. I like that. So like a spicier shh or no more mutants. But specifically for yeah. tactics cards and not like reactive yeah. powers. Because it's like the one thing we haven't actually seen yet is manipulation of tactics cards. 
Imagine if you could and turn I, off like a tactics card that like someone is affiliation ability, like yeah. Black Order or Hellfire yeah. Club, something like that. 100%. Shutting down uh, uh, like uh, Asteroid M or Mothership, like in, in a crucial part, is brutal. I want to circle back to something you said specifically about tactics cards, but not about this particular tactics card interaction. And that's her being able to use drop off. It's been banned effectively, right? Mm -hmm. It is on the ban list. She mm -hmm. can use it because she's brought it from outside the game. She had a copy of it. She has it. It's right there. She can use yeah. it. I can see that. Right. I can see that. I really don't, you know, I don't want to be the hamper on the party. I just like, I just don't think she's going to be like that wall breaking. I don't know. I don't know how to like the word. Yeah, I think I she's just going to be. Think, a, I don't think she will be either, but it, I think she's going to be an average fun. character with like one weird ability, like Deadpool's. Want to know how I know you've never listened to our show when I'm on <laughs> D it's called wild speculation, not mild speculation. That's that's fair. That's fair. I in my show. I don't understand the Vespa. Actually, the Vespa thing is actually a fascinating idea. I think that'd probably be the card. Oh, she just be like, like throws everybody on, throws somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Just throws everybody in the Vespa and she just rockets off. That's I actually, mean, that's actually a really good idea. I mean, they gave us, I need to be alone for Wolverine after I, you know, asked for it for years. So I don't know why they wouldn't <laughs> give me a Vespa too to, to fawn after. Um, I, I, I think if I were going to like relate her to kind of where another character fits in, I assume she'll be something like a magic. That's kind of like a, a little bit of a support piece. Certainly has some potential, um, but at a three threat, really rounds out some affiliations wonderfully by giving some much needed utility or a balance of of attack types. That's that's kind of where I see her kind of fitting in. What affiliations do we assume that either of these people are outside of maybe Avengers, or are these unaffiliated rogue agents? Like where do they put these? Oh no, Gray Lakes Avengers confirmed for sure. Like right off the bat, new affiliation later. I mean, I so okay, just with the timing of stuff. Uh huh. If like they also put out a new Modoc, you know what I mean? Like right. who's notoriously uh, a a Gwenpool villain, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like kind of that entire series uh, saved saved Modoc and made him relevant again. That's and that's it was all true. because of the Great Lakes Avengers. What what if with the timing of the year, right? So so we've gotten the announcement for these characters in March. April's mm. right around the corner. April first mm. is the double whammy reverse psychology. April's fool April Fool's Day uh, announcement of the Great Lake mm. Avengers, and people will be like, oh, ha ha, Great Lake Avengers, yeah yeah, great, gr good get, good April Fool's Day joke. But then mm. they really come out. Then we get Mister Invincible. We get Flatman and Doorman. I forget Flatman's name. I don't think it's Flatman, but I remember Doorman because Doorman's dope and Big Bertha yeah, as well. No, it's Flatman. Is it Flatman? Yeah, it's Flatman. Yeah, it's fl Flatman's in yeah. it. Oh. Well, and, and and the most important I part thought it was Mr. Immortal. Maybe it is Mr. Mor Immortal. I think you're... Yeah, he's, the one that doesn't, he's the one that doesn't die, right? Yeah. Um, I think that it would be great for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of the big ones being that we get Flatman before Mr. Fantastic. And Iceman. Getting Great Lakes Avengers before not only the Fantastic Four, but Iceman as well would truly <laughs> just like really do it for me. You that would be I mean? really incredible. That would be my that would be my own Akum, Akuma's Corner Adepticon moment for me, for sure. It would, it Honestly, would. we had joked for so long that we would like, oh, we're going to get Squirrel Girl before Iceman. And I 
made just ruthlessly made fun of Dan so much when the announcement happened that I almost felt bad. Almost. Who is the leader of the Great Lake Avengers anyway? Mr. Immortal, I believe. Mr. Immortal. He is the leader. Uh, Well, it was Mr. Immortal and then it became Flatman when it got rebooted. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that would probably be the box. It's probably those two. Would be Mr. Mr. Immortal Immortal and Flatman. And and Flatman. And then Big Bertha Big Bertha and and, uh, Doorman. (sighs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love Doorman so much. I was going to say, Doorman would just be like another lockjaw. So <laughs> he can teleport himself. He yeah. does come with a Vespa Literally, that he can ride really, to actually get into the fight. Realistically, I love the idea of Doorman's ability is uh, you remove the model from the table so it can't be targeted by anything, but you can't drop it until he's moved to the location. <laughs> and he's slow movement because it takes him forever to get places. He has a four power. Uh, or a four, uh-huh. uh, four, yeah, four power ability. That's an yep. action where he can uh-huh. take someone into him within range one, make a medium movement, and then also uh-huh. drop them off. Yep. You spend yeah. a lot of power and an action to just give Juggernaut another move. It would be a place, wouldn't it? Yeah. This is a toad the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Scary to rub toad. <laughs> Now, I feel like this is a character that we haven't given enough credit to recently, but I do think that if we get the Great Lake of Great Great Lakes Avengers, I don't know why the S before Avengers is so difficult and absolutely ruins uh, all form of, of speaking there. But uh, still, man, someone we certainly kind of still need. Uh, we don't we we haven't talked about it much. Uh, and I, I just it, it's about time. Trapster. Chuck, and Chuck brings this out of you, doesn't he? It does. Chuck brings out the stilt man in you. Uh, Everyone. I just I I need Stillman. I've been begging for Stillman for so long. But outside of the meme of Great Lakes Avengers, where where do these characters go? If we don't get a Great Lakes Avenger uh, leader, and it's not on one of their cards, where are they actually fitting in? Is Squirrel Girl going I, to be an Avenger? I think I think they'll both yeah. be Avengers, but I think one of them is going to be a defender for some reason. It's going to be just like a random role. Mm. They can both do it, but I guess A Force. A force, I could see Squirrel Girl in at least for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Gwen has a very similar um rogue agent rule or whatever it is, um, where she can like fill in wherever, but she does, but maybe that other tactics card is she gets to count as if she is part of the affiliation and gets to use the like affiliation tactics cards. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's like her super, like that's her gimmick. Is okay. that not only is she a, a rogue agent. So she counts towards your affiliation count, but she counts as being part of your because those are, Sentinels have a card that does that, right? Yeah, Nanites. So that's actually yeah. what I was going to say was, as far as for me, these will both be uh, Sentinels for me, but only ever one at a time. Right. Would you would you like me to read off the teams that she is in in the comics? I would actually very much like this. She is, and hold on to your butt for this one. This one, this is this is real. The mercenary organization dedicated only to killing. <laughs> uh, she's in the champions. She's in the young Avengers, and she's in the West Coast Avengers. So yeah, I'd say at least a five percent chance that she's going to be an Avenger. Um. Yeah, uh, I I had never heard uh, that uh, that team before. I adore that. Uh, I I would like that more than anything now. Uh, Wiccan <laughs> and 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 Hulkling and Phantom X and uh, Quentin Quire are all actually down further on my list now because I want I want the Modoc affiliation. 
Uh, that's incredible. I adore every last little bit of that. Um, well, and we don't know if the new Modoc is a has a new affiliation. We, we do. Or so he is a cabal yeah. leader. Yeah, for aim criminal. Yeah, that's oh, criminal. You're right. Thank you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Oh, so Rusty brings up some other characters that could, in fact, be in the West Coast Avengers that we already have as well. I know Hawkeye was over there, Vision and Scarlet Witch. I were I was unaware were over there. Oh, well, they would had the Children's Crusade with the Young Avengers or with the Runaways. They have uh, the only the only main person they're really missing is Kate. I think yeah. Kate would be the leader. She'd be the Avenger leader for West Coast. And uh, and of course, uh, Pizza Dog and uh, Brodock. Oh, right. But and, oh, yeah. Pizza Dog better be in. <laughs> better be in the game. I actually I, I like that a lot. That would be kind of a cool new mix up to bring some life into some of the characters and Avengers that don't really see a whole ton of play like Scarlet Witch, Vision and Hawkeye without automatically including every good guy character that's in the game. I think that could be a really kind of neat like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be dope. Like a criminal syndicate to Cabal, kind of, even though there's characters in one and not the other. It would be nice to, uh, yeah, Rusty brings up a good point. It would be nice to see uh, Young Avengers and or Champions. Yeah. Those two those two kind of are pretty similar. I know I'm probably going to get hate email for this or whatever, but they're pretty similar. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I, I And I'm a huge uh, Young Avengers buff, too. So that's, I mean, having Patriot and, and Wiccan and Hulkling is something kid Loki? I, I've talked about. Yes, mm. Kid Loki. Mm. Right, maybe even some runaways. Like throw mm-hmm. some Gert in there. Give us a a, a, a old lace. Nico. Front. Nico. Nico's probably one of my favorite characters. Like just yeah. straight up, really, really, really like her. Especially in uh, um, the uh, that game that came out not too long ago, uh, Midnight Suns. Yes, which I have yet to have a chance to play. I'm probably going to dive in real hard after Avengers. Anyway, or after a Death Gun. Anyway, uh, something I do want to bring up about squirrel girl is there's only one squirrel uh squirrel girl is famous for having two squirrels uh, other than the army of that falls around and it's tippy toe and monkey joe i see monkey i think that's supposed to be monkey joe because i don't see tippy toes bow unless it's like maybe it's around her neck but if it's not the only point i'm getting to is that there's only one of them so i think that supports the idea that one of the tactics cards for her is going to be a leave a squirrel on the ground. I still think she's going to throw it. Uh, I still mm, think it's yeah. going to be like a Jonathan. With I think it's going to play like chimichangas. I think it's going to be a token and it's going to oh, be an objective like token. Weird, yeah, it's going to be like an objective token based thing. That'd be good. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if Jeffrey gives her an ability that if Gwenpool is holding a uh, uh objective like um extraction objective and she goes dazed or KO'd that you that the Gwenpool player still gets to place the objective down range two instead of the opponent. It'd be cool. I think well which would make sense as like a fetch, you know, yeah. um trial thing. Um I think that would actually be a nice little nice little thing to make her stand out and make think- the thing worth it. Jeff will probably also be some kind of cheap spender. I suspect that'll give out like slow or bleed. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's what land sharks do is slow things down and also make them bleed. Absolutely. I wouldn't, li- I wouldn't mind seeing a situation where the squirrels, if you drop, like it, it makes it so she doesn't drop a token when she flips, like she's the exception to the rule. 
So like you have to like roll a die or something. And if you roll like a critical when you daze, you don't drop the token. Just, just something weird like that. Just yeah. I want something a little bit like I don't know why, but I like the idea every once in a while because AMG does a really good job of not doing it of like, here's a rule. Now, here's all these exceptions to the rule. I like when they do sprinkle in the like, here's the exception to this rule and it only applies to one character and it's like their gimmick. Yeah. So I I think like little things like that, like they have an opportunity to really do something cool here. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be an underwhelming three and an over uh, an overperforming seven no an underwhelming four and a underperform and an overperforming three if i had to guess i mean if 2023 uh, yeah. has taught us anything it's that listen this is the year that that amg doubles down on four threat characters and a lot of them are quite frankly banging so hey, sure i could also see a situation um just to specifically annoy tim because we do know that they listen and they do try to target Tim as much as possible mm-hmm. um it's true if she has a t- if um Squirrel Girl has a tactics card that gives her a special attack that once per like uh, game she can use it and it's an attack. And if one damage goes through just one automatically gives them a, a daze token and it's called I knocked out Thanos. <laughs> so actually, it's I was just about to bring this up. I think there will be something like that. Mm-hmm. This is what I honestly think they're going to do. Is is they're gonna have some kind of spender, or it might be the card, or whatever, where you're gonna add dice to your attack pool based on the threat yeah. of the model that you're attacking. As you started that sentence, I was like, "Oh, that's that's a really good idea. I like that a ton, a ton." So you'll get eight dice for Thanos or whatever. I get again. I guess I think the gems would count. I remember this came up once before when it was like for possession or whatever. I actually uh, hope it's a tactics card that specifically only like only targets thanos and it's if you get one one damage through thanos is automatically uh ko'd doesn't even matter if he's dazed or not because he's inside he's just automatically ko'd that's it over black order is way too strong right now we really yeah, gotta, yeah we they, need to, they need to they need to nuke it and and then so it's like send in squirrel girl it's like dazzler to to black ball all over again so i mean that that part i like i do like that um I and and how odd is that too that that Black Order was such a bully for a long 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 time mm-hmm. and I mean they're certainly still around they're still there but but nowhere's like um the bullyhood I can truly I can truly actually say this I've been to multiple events I've been to LVO I've been to multiple tournaments around where I live haven't seen Black Order once Really since the change to Infinity Stones I've never seen anybody use anybody other than Thanos and it's he's and it's in guardians Guardians. (laughs) as a guardian of the galaxy i think that's mostly because people really loved the what if episode where thanos was a was a guardian of the galaxy um (laughs) i agree i I love that episode for the record i I think i thought it was cool i did too as far as doing a because they've done kind of a few of those like thanos is right things like a little bit in hawkeye and i thought that was a really cool way to to explore that while giving it some credit but not making it overwhelming uh, I'm just going to say uh, from this point forward, if there's ever a thing where if I talk about it, I might uh, lose my mind. I'm just going to say I'm happy to be here. So when you mention Brotherhood, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy to be here, Tim. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, uh, once again, just thank you so much. I was very, very, very happy to be joined by Chuck and Dr. D this week. Um, Chuck, when when are we going to see you again? 
because uh, if no one corrects much, you, that much makes like it my father, much like my father, I'm sure I'll pop up at some point. All right. Um, real quick, I, because I do need to ask: Has anybody been running uh, Juggernaut Blob Rhino Magneto? <laughs> well, nobody in the world runs Blob, so no. <laughs> really, I yep. really just love a. I just love a big boys list, yeah. like literal big boys list. And I feel like that's the only way you can do it with an affiliation, but that's expensive. So well, I will say all the models times? that have come out this year have been great. I've not seen blob once. That's the only one I haven't seen. And uh, what is that? Six, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Uh, but right. Magneto six juggernaut seven or juggernaut is uh five. He's a five. So that's 11. Um, Blob is three, three, and Rhino's three. He four. is a four. Oh, he's a four. So that's seven, seventeen, uh, eight, eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. Okay, look at that. Yeah. I just got your list for Defticon. There you go. Uh, I mean, he's affiliated. Yeah, uh, yes, Brotherhood. Yeah, because Juggers is yeah, yeah, yeah. and they all they all have terrain destruction stuff, don't they? Blob, uh, I don't think does Blob have a throw. Blob has a throw. I'm pretty certain. I guess you ever seen him on the table once? I have uh, no idea. I pl- I played against him. I think twice. I think Mitch played him uh, when he was on stream, and I feel like Dan did too, but maybe not. I might be misremembering that. Yeah, he has catch, little man. Fair enough. Mm. But Blob Blob OP confirmed on Professional Casual Network. Um, uh, Chuck, you're now the owner of MC. Uh, you're now the owner of MCP, dude. Good job. That's yeah. Congrats, man. That. <laughs> congratulations. Um, so, Dylan, what are you going to be bringing to Adapticon MCP wise? Uh, I'll be bringing. So, I think I'm only going to be in the team event, which only lets you bring seven characters. But I'm probably going to bring my uh, convocation because my Emma won't be done because I got to finish the worthy version of her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll just be bringing my regular. Uh, wizards and lizards as uh, any higher power has instructed me to do in my dreams um, I'll be bringing a, a hellfire affiliation uh, or a hellfire club list mixed with, with sentinels and uh, do just sentinels and psylocke I love it so much so it'll be x-force hellfire club sentinels uh, as far as what? what it can make and it can't actually make sentinels is it the prime yeah the- Prime health. You know, we didn't even talk about our game, but I don't understand yeah. the hate of of Sentinels because Sentinels absolutely was a thorn in my side last game. There, uh, so Prime I, is great. Yeah, Prime is awesome. Like, so I, there's been a handful. Mostly Brian and Otis have been championing Sentinels for a little while, and I'm I'm late to the gravy train. But dude, I love Sentinel Prime so much. He's Usually incredibly consistent. I sit him in the middle of the board. He gives everyone rerolls. I mix him with other characters that give rerolls because I roll poorly the first and second time I roll all the time. So having three rounds of rerolls really does well for me. I played them in X Force this past week, and they're they're very deadly. Cable certainly not the shining star of that in any way, shape, or form. But Psylocke and Sentinel Prime because you got you got carnage out of nowhere. But. That is true. I yeah. I very much was, you allowed was on the you allowed carnage, carnage to do the thing Carnage wanted to do, and that was unfortunately on cable. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yep. But other than that, 
No, I, I completely agree. And uh, Psylocke just did absolute wonders. She was incredible. Yeah, Psylocke was an absolute menace, especially when she can just constantly reroll all of the things. It's yeah. just like it's just like cool. I'm still going to throw one defense die and hopefully reroll it because I'm running miles, and you're still going to punch me ever lovingly in the face. So. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I have no nose, I also didn't have a plan. <laughs> uh, that's very valid. But um, I think when we I think there was so much hype for Emma when that box was initially revealed that Psylocke was kind of like, ah, she's kind of expensive as a four. And we're really in a competitive spot with four. So I'm not going to use her much. Uh, I love her in X-Force. I, I've jokingly said that Psylocke unlocks X-Force. I think she does a lot for it. An absolute ton. That initial reroll and then being able to fill it in with any power she has, very specifically the interaction with Carnage, being able to apply stun before damage is dealt. It, it didn't save my team from a Carnage clapback, but it certainly delayed it. Yep. Um, and range four with pursuit, uh, that that soul bow or psionic bow, being able to round one, move up once, fire it, assume hopefully that between rerolls and Axe Force or whatever else you're using or Sentinel Prime. They're going to be able to get that single hit to get on that middle point and get some initial damage on there is, is really nice. I like it a lot. I felt the same way about um, a Shadowlands Daredevil. Uh, he was a little underwhelming as a, as a whole, but I thought, felt he had a lot going on. And I'm really excited about uh, making some probably uncompetitive swaps in Nate GG's Oops All Rapid Fire and Rerolls and put in Psylocke and Sentinel Prime. I love them. I, I think they're a lot of fun and they they have the ability to perform well. Uh, and I think, I think legitimately if we were playing just a slightly higher threat and bumping out Bob and you getting, um, X 23 in there, I think yeah. you actually legitimately have a really good team mm-hmm. or, uh, or bumping out, um, bumping out Bob and bumping out, like go, lower and bumping out Bob and Honey Badger and just putting an X-23. I think X-23, I think Prime helps them all. And I think that's what X-Force kind of needed. So yeah, the, their, uh, their affiliation is a little lackluster by just being able to reroll one attack yeah. die per turn, not on both attacks. Uh, Sabertooth right. and some others get kind of some abilities to be able to be attacking mm-hmm. more than once and it doesn't affect them because it's just the once, just the once per turn. Right. Um, and I think actually sitting back and having cable just play defense and just shielding for everybody else actually makes a lot of sense. Have him body slide by one to keep up with everybody else. And then you just use his shielding and you just protect um, X-23. You just protect Psylocke. You just protect Prime. That's it. Right. And even then, do you really want to protect Prime? Because you need the energy on him. So. Right. And that's that's the thing. I do want him to get beat up a little bit. But um, yeah. Between adding more defense dice and having Prime being able to reroll them, it's a pretty mm-hmm. defensible team. Uh, I didn't really understand that interact or see that interaction at first until I ran the What If event at NashCon and played a Steve Rogers Avengers list with everyone that could throw stuff. And just something they were like, "Oh, Tim, you're playing a bunch of X Force. Grab Cable too." And I was like, "If no one else is gonna, I guess." And then those one power telekinetic shields going all over the place with all the other rerolls mm-hmm. and stuff. It was it was dope, 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 dope. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're unlocked now. Yeah. It's kind of like we just know this game or something just by the fact that I don't play it. Happens Weird. to the best of us. Yeah. Thanks for having me back on my show, man. Appreciate it. You're you're welcome. And and for those of you that are that are hearing that at home, know that this show started as Chuck's uh Patreon only a show called Wait Did I Roll Wild. And then I I literally stole it from him and ran away with it. 
Uh-huh. He literally was, was really like, hey, this is a really cool idea. Now I'm just going to change everything about it. Uh, <laughs> and oh, by the way, uh, you don't own the copyrights to the name I do. So, yep, it's exactly what happened. That's yep. true. Well, to be fair, the way that the professional casual has always worked sure. is you own the copyright if you're the first person to get it tattooed on your back. So, your papa, lost omens, it's, it's all here. It's, it's, it's prison yeah. tattoos, but listen, they're going to last for a yeah. long time because the staph infection sure did. But yeah. with that said, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. We'll be at Adepticon once again all next week, so make sure to be following over at twitch.tv slash professional casual network. And just mm-hmm. a huge thank you to those of you supporting us here on the Twitch and over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual. Um, especially our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters, including but not limited to Wizard Skills, Iron Maze, uh, Dr. D, Otis, Cider Drinker, Bicon, Leroy, uh, Dagna, Tony Hot Hands, and Cider Drinker. That's 11, right? I'm like one off. That was 10. That was 10? Did I get Bash and Rob? I was too busy counting my fingers. Uh Uh-oh. You did not get Bastion. Okay. Well, there's your 10th one. No, hold on. Let me start over. Bash and Rob. Wizard skills. Wizard skills. Iron Maze. Cider drinker. Leroy. Bicon. Doctor D. Tony Hot Hands. Otis. Devil Pup. Dagna. There you go. That's Beautiful. Cool. But guys, thank you so much, and really appreciate uh, Bladed Brush Studios. Thank you for the uh, for the sub. I really appreciate that. But guys, right here, Adepticon, all next week. We will be there. We'll be in the thick of it. We have a ton, a ton, a ton of exciting stuff to stream over there and there's going to be a bunch of news coming out of adepticon with uh, x-wing worlds uh legion worlds armada worlds and a ton of great mcp stuff as well they'll be doing shatterpoint uh demos right off of the hall that we're in as well so we're, we're really excited to maybe get some more information about that it's coming out in june it's going to be an absolute riot guys thank you so much we'll see you next time i love you bye bye go to adepticon give tim orange slices Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.